When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. So why don't we, you know, why don't you give a little bit of your background, your history, how you got into real estate a little bit and tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, gosh, real estate started for me as a as a goal and a dream. Um, I wanted to buy my first house at age 21. And I had worked two jobs at the time and was actually going to college in the evening time. And so uh, I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest, so just north of Seattle. And yeah, yeah, yeah so I, we're in Seattle. Where are you? Where were you from? Oh, Snohomish. Oh, yeah. 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 Love growing up there. And where are you um, now? Phoenix. No. Wow. That's a big change. Although Aaron, you did that backwards, right? You went Phoenix uh, in here? Yeah. I would live in Phoenix for three years, Albuquerque for 12 and then Phoenix for three. Yeah. And now in uh, Seattle, I live on Vashon now oh, beautiful. for 20 years, something like that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about that. Tell us about making the move to Phoenix and Keep going. But normally yeah. I would know all this because I would have read your bio, but my buddy didn't show up on time. So I. All right. <laughs> uh, no worries. God forbid no you read the bio when I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, Cliff Notes version. Um, so I had this goal of, of buying my first house at 21, and I was able to accomplish that a month after my 21st birthday. And there were a couple of things that really stood out through that process. One was how much the real estate agent made in that transaction. And then two, just the the power and possibilities of real estate. So that very first property that I bought was actually on a quarter acre and it was zoned multifamily. Mm -hmm. And I quickly learned that eventually I could tear down this little 1901 house uh, that wasn't very nice and do something with that land. Mm -hmm. And so uh, shortly after that, I went to work for a builder. And so we actually did new construction houses. We also did a uh, small multifamily and some custom builds as well. So worked there for a couple of years and I got my license because I wanted to use the commission as part of my down payment to fund my real estate addiction. So I, uh, after buying that first property, I bought my second investment property about a year later. And then um, shortly after that, my now husband bought his first property. And we learned that we could essentially live in a property 
stay there for a year, convert it to a rental and go and buy another one. And so that was a really exciting, again, just kind of learning the power of leverage and the power of real estate of this idea that you can get, you know, low or minimal down loans, live there, and then eventually move out. And then you have this income producing asset that the tenants are paying down that is going up over time. And so I got my real estate license with no intention of actually selling real estate. And in the first six months, I sold six homes. And I realized that I was actually making more on my side hustle as a real estate agent than I was working full time for this builder developer. Mm. And uh, 2010 was my very first year full time in real estate. It was a time where I would say more agents were leaving the business and were coming in. And so I I remember vividly um, coming into the real estate office, seeing agents with boxes kind of packing up their things to leave the business with a good luck (laughs) as I was coming in. Um, But certainly it it had its advantages of getting into that time. It's awesome. Great. And that time you're in Phoenix. This whole time you're in Phoenix. No, no. I actually have only been in Phoenix for three months. Oh, look at that. So you just moved. So you just moved out of the Northwest. Just moved to Phoenix. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Huh? Yes. Oh, very cool. So tell me about that. How did the business move with you? And talk to us about starting in a new place. Right. Yeah. So kind of filling in the gaps between Seattle, building a business in Seattle to Phoenix. <laughs> so essentially my niche in working with in real estate was actually with investors, investors mm-hmm. and also builders. I saw an opportunity to work with fewer clients that would close multiple transactions a year versus I saw a lot of agents, you know, they would, you know, always have to be finding new clients and then they'd have to show those clients homes or sell a client's home. And then the next day they were unemployed, right? As soon as they sold a property, they got a one-time commission and then an unemployment. (laughs) Basically, you had to go out and of course, as you both know, find more clients to be working with. And I saw an opportunity, again, to work with, you know, more of a model of working with certain clients that would just buy and sell and build and develop multiple properties. So with some of my builders, I could work with one builder and that might mean, you know, five to 10 to 20 properties or 20 sales in a year. And so I went all in on that strategy in the Pacific Northwest. That was just a really good time. Obviously, with the Great Recession, a lot of home buyers weren't buying because you would buy a home and it would be worth less <laughs> the following month. And then I also, um, you know, there's everything listings wise were bank owns and short sales. And we all knew back then that a short sale is not actually a short sale. It would take months and, and maybe you would never a get a long, 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 long short sale. <laughs> right, right. right. I think we needed to recoin that term. Right. Um, and so, and then I also started working with institutional investors some hedge funds, um, again, just trying to, to get as many people that would buy mer- multiple properties per year. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, though, I found myself with a large database of these builders, investors. And unfortunately, the opportunities didn't make as much sense in the Pacific Northwest. And so I made the decision to pivot the business to a different model. And so that model was a referral model. So I started developing other teams in other markets. We work with agents, I would say, in about probably 24 markets across the United States. And using this existing uh, database of investors and essentially referring them to these agents. 
And so that's allowed me to um, really, I would say, scale up the business while also having the freedom and time that, that I enjoy being pretty much anywhere in the world and having my clients be doing business and these agents be closing business, but I'm not actively participating in the showings or inspections or anything like that. And so that's how I was able to essentially keep the business uh, running and growing, but no longer, you know, location dependent uh, to Seattle or the Pacific Northwest. That's great. That's so cool. So you got 24 markets. You're in, you're in 24 cities. Yeah. And, ha- and how did you roll that out? And, you know, was it just, hey, I need someone in Tennessee. So let me go find someone in Nashville to work with. And because one of my investors were, how did it, how'd you roll out from one to 24 <laughs> markets? Well, a couple of different ways. Um, sometimes we get investor requests and they say, I want to be in this market. And then other times we'll identify certain opportunities to get into a market before other people know. So as mentioned kind of early on in my career, I realized the power of investment real estate. And so I too am an investor. I have about up to like 260 units across six different states. And so I am always looking for investment opportunities. Um, and I'll give you all an example, you know, an agent that we partner with, since you brought up Nashville, Aaron, yeah. um, I like to, to pull a one hour radius from major cities that a lot of people are moving to. And I identified this market called Clarksville, Tennessee. And- uh, I was just lucky, I'm my guess. <laughs> what did you say, Hendon? I said I was just lucky, I'm my guess about Tennessee. I was just- Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, 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 a great, it's a great area, right? A lot of people are moving there. It's a, it's a great uh, state and a lot of opportunities. So yeah, you know, I'd go online and kind of get an idea of the price to rent ratio, maybe what multifamily properties are selling for as compared to the rents. And then we go about just finding the right people that we can partner with. And a lot of times I, I will just cold call agents. I'll look for agents that have a lot of multifamily listings and start and initiate a conversation based on that and just make sure it's a good fit moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Fabulous. So when you so you identify those markets and you, you're counting on those agents finding the deals, or are you because you're are you sending out letters to what no, are you, you how are you find the partners, right? You go for the agents, have your partners there in that yes. state. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So, you know, as being in real estate for now 14 years, I think there's a lot of companies that are trying to fight for the agents' commissions right now. And trying to put the agents out of business, these mm-hmm. fintech companies, we've got iBuyers, we've got, you know, Zillow tried. And uh, of course, I'm, I'm very pro-agent. I don't want to be in the business of going into other people's markets and finding deals and wholesaling them or going direct to seller. I focus more on the... And so I want to find these great agents that know their market, that know everyone in their market. And then we can just get in alignment with what we're looking for and just partner on these deals. I want agents to make more commissions. I want them to build wealth themselves. And so we're able to do that. But yeah, I I believe in, in the real estate agent. We need agents. Agents provide so much value. I don't think the consumers realize that. Right. And uh, and, it, and it's great. I mean, I mean, I had a co- one conversation with an agent on Friday. I had never spoken to this agent before. He had a 34-unit property. So it was a $1.6 million sale and one phone call he's getting a $1.6 million deal. Wow. And, and I, I'm happy that he's earning that commission. Uh, he has a lot of area expertise that I don't have in this market. 
And so I'm going, Christine, you're a hundred percent correct. I am looking for these agents yeah. and, and we're doing business together. Great. And I, you do um, LinkedIn webinars? Uh, we do a lot of training. This this kind of conversation of working with investment properties is a bit of a different, it's kind of speaking a different language. And so we try to teach agents how they can really kind of understand what investors are looking for and how to identify opportunities in their market. That's great. And do you get a lot of uh, your agent partners through those webinars? It seems like a yes. good recruitment, lead gen slash recruitment strategy yes. to promote those. Well, Absolutely. All right, good. Well, tell me about that because we're, you know, part of what it is to be a team leader or even anyone listening is to be in recruitment. So yes. you've got you this provide value so that they stay, right? You also have yes. to provide value, provide value. Yeah. Right. So tell me about how you got started leading those webinars and how you promote that. Just as much of the nuts and bolts of that as you can, because I'm stealing it all. Please, please. Yeah. So I would say it actually started with teaching at my brokerage. Mm -hmm. And so I would say at least once a month, I would teach uh, an investment analysis class and we'd have agents coming in and say, you know, look, I'd like to put some of my commission income to work for me. I would like to take advantage of some of these deals. And then we also had agents that were maybe struggling with working with home buyers and sellers and saying, I feel like I'm getting burnt out. I don't know. Because, you know, back then, I mean, I would probably close between 75 to 100 deals, like me and an admin. And, and they're like, how though? <laughs> how are you able to do that? And so obviously, again, that's the difference of working with investors. And so I, I would just teach these agents really, you know, what investors are looking for, how to speak their language, how to identify I mean, even single family homes, I think agents in certain markets, if they just got familiar with the rents, they would sell probably double the amount of houses, right? Because they could just sell them to investors because investors are looking for those long-term uh, passive income streams. But it started with teaching at the local brokerage. And then obviously that's location dependent to Seattle. And then when we started going into other areas, the question was, well, how do we reach these agents? There's over, what, 2 million agents in the entire United States, mm -hmm. how do we find our people? And so we started doing webinars. We started bringing on other agents, you know, from the Midwest or the Northeast or, you know, the Southwest uh, to kind of share that, it, that this truly does work in their market as well. I think sometimes agents have this idea of, oh, okay, it might work in Texas, but certainly it's not going to work in Seattle. And right. <laughs> that's not the case. And so, yeah, so we started doing um, those webinars. We also have hosted some summits. And so it's a virtual summit over two days, where again, we bring in agents from all across the United States that are talking about what they're doing. So that's been really great for us. And then uh, we just we cold call agents. So Christine, as you had mentioned, rather than cold calling sellers, we cold call agents and start having conversations with them and just finding, finding a good fit. Now, are you bringing these people? Do you own your own brokerage? And I you're do. bringing uh -huh. agents onto your into your brokerage from across the country. Uh, so, so these aren't on our brokerage, yeah. So we're partnering uh, on a referral basis with these agents. Gotcha. So you're not recruiting them to your brokerage. You could be working with an EXP agent here, a KW agent there, a Remax yeah. agent there. Oh, wow, fabulous. Correct. So the webinars you're promoting. What's the method? You know, do you set up? lead page funnels with pay-per-click or do you just, I've seen your stuff on 
LinkedIn all the time. I think I get, I'm getting invited because we're connected on LinkedIn. Oh, but they're just great because I invited. Well, because you're not connected with her. You must not be on LinkedIn. Right. I am. Uh, I just have to go find you, huh? <laughs> but what works for you know getting agents to those webinars in terms of promotion and and getting because really any any broker owner listening. I mean, look, we all have our own niche. We have our own level of value. Yes. Christine and I put on a a, a webinar a 90-day challenge that we're yes. promoting that's really not about selling six more houses. It's really about leveling up, like leveling yourself up, getting your, your foundation expanded so that you yes. could do 100 deals. So, you know, there's certain structures you've discovered for yourself, like, oh, investors, but there's ways that you operate mm-hmm. that allow for that. So how do you cause a breakthrough in that foundation? So my point is every broker owner has a something of value to teach. Yes. How do you get yes. your, how do you find those agents coming in? You know, how do you get them coming in? Uh-huh. Yeah. So a couple of different ways that we market for agents. We do cold calling, right? Yeah. So we'll just go on Realtor, we'll go on, you know, Redfin or just different websites and call agents and engage in a conversation that way. We have done paid advertising. So Facebook ads have been fantastic for us mm-hmm. because most agents have job title realtor or real estate agent or real estate broker. And so it's actually really easy to it's segment an audience based on that. Whereas, you know, if you were trying to look for investor, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more difficult. It's more difficult to find, you know, clients that way. Um, so Facebook ads have been fantastic for us. LinkedIn, as you had mentioned, we do a lot on LinkedIn. We also engage a lot on Facebook. I would say agents are pretty active on Facebook. So in Facebook groups where there's opportunity to ask engaging questions and just kind of lead a conversation within those groups has been great. Uh, We have a full marketing team that also does um, Instagram and, you know, they're using hashtags and and different things like that uh, for the agent. We've also done some just email marketing. So of course, you know, purchase an email list of 2 million agents in the United States. Yeah, right. and, and, and I love, Erin, that you brought up adding value. Because at the end of the day, I mean, agents were trying to be recruited all the time. I'm sure you guys get DMs all the time that says, all the time. want to talk and join my brokerage. Have you looked at EXP or Keller Williams or all of these different companies, right? We're all we did get recruited. We went from Keller Williams to EXP. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Right. Yeah, but, right. but we're getting hit up with everything. You pick up yeah, everything, all the time. You feel the pause because you know it's a multi-line dialer and they're coming after you for something, right? Yes. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, and so we value. Lead, yeah. So we lead from a value proposition. Yeah. Uh, we have an opportunity for these agents to partner with us on these investment property sales. But you could take that same message. And as Erin, as you had mentioned, you could say luxury homes, equestrian, commercial, um, move up buyers, uh, international buyer. I mean, anything and everything. Right. And so um, I love that you put it, you know, I think it's like finding your niche, figuring out how you can add value to the agent community yep. and start. It's, it's a it's a really uh, it's a very different conversation when they're attracted to you versus you trying to get their attention. So yeah, I think a podcast also have been great. You know, again, I think it's just adding value in multiple channels and then uh, finding a message that resonates with people and then having them reach out to you, right? Or show interest to you. Yeah. Very cool, Jennifer. I think that's fabulous. And that's really, you know, it's funny that you mentioned all those channels because I don't think there's anything 
that you said on there that was like, oh my God, I never thought about never that thought channel, it. right? Oh my God, Instagram, right. hashtags, crazy. So, yeah, but it's great that there's not one, but the point is there's not one thing, there's not a secret thing that works. Mm-hmm. There's cold calling agents and talking to them. There's creating attention grabbing and value adding social media content that brings people right. in. And then there's offering something that you believe in that's unique that they haven't heard yet. And it's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to be an investment agent and you don't need them to, but you're in 24 markets. That's not bad. You know, that's growing. I will say, so one thing that is probably unique that I should mention is we do have agents apply. Mm. So we, we want to, uh, you know, kind of make it so it's more exclusive, right? So Aaron, when you had said that, you know, we're not for everyone Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting. So we have a great conversation. We invite them to apply to be an agent partner. And, and I feel like that application. So, so again, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe like any kind of training or masterminds or, or anything where it's an application versus anyone is let in, I feel like and naturally we say, well, you know, I want this yes. or, or what do I need to do to be in this club? And so for us, that's worked really well. And besides just the attraction, yeah, besides increasing the attractiveness of the offer for you, Mm -hmm. it's got to be a time and a money saver because you, you must weed out people. I mean, I don't think it's right. It's not just some fake application that you're doing as a come on. You really do weed people out. Yes. Yeah. So, because it takes energy to get those people on. I I think that's a brilliant, Mm -hmm. I really am so glad you brought that up because I am totally stealing that because we don't do that. We still and I'm totally stealing. Beta test it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe try some ads where you, where they have to apply and then try yeah. some where they don't have to apply and see, I think everything, everything in, in this business, right. Is beta test. Yeah. See, see what kind it of sticks, results right? you get. And I think it's, we don't use the service, but I tried the service out with uh, street text. It's a mm-hmm. Facebook advertising Yes. Lead generation platform, but they've got the thing they've got wired. I'm not big on Facebook leads. I don't, you know, I mean, you really have to work those, but they've got the beta testing thing flat. It's awesome. They run five ads, I think, of the same headlines of the same thing. And the one that the algorithm happens to pick up, they close the other four down and dumble. It's a brilliant gaming of that algorithm. So it is all about beta testing and hitting the right strain. So that's very cool. All right. Well, Jennifer, I think, unless Christine has anything else, do you? Yeah, I want to ask her the question we always love to end with. Yeah. We always love to find out what are you reading? What book is on your nightstand? What do you recommend? What do you read? Oh, boy. I'm a, I read like four books at the same time. (laughs) I don't recommend that. But I have a lot of interest in different things. But, you know, I would say the four hour work week. Yeah. I am very much into efficiency and maximizing time. Fabulous. And so I feel like there's a lot of just tactical advice in that group or in that book that, yeah. uh, that would really benefit this group. Yeah. Right. Very just, good. Just find that point of efficiency. That's great. I, I should go back and reread because it's been years. Right. Since I took that on. And um, yeah, that was, that was really a game changing kind of book for mm-hmm. me at the time, but it's gotta be like, I don't know. Everything seems like it's both 15 years and two minutes ago. So I can't, right. I can't tell <laughs> time has lost all meaning. Yes. Great. Well, Jennifer, we really do appreciate your time. And I really appreciate your My being pleasure. sharing yourself. And I, I am going to, you'll see me in one of your webinars because it's definitely piqued my interest. Um, Fantastic. So I'll be on one of those 
LinkedIn webinars at some point. Fantastic. Great. Can't wait to see you there. Good. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. You, Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and & Company and eXp Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.